Does everybody know what time it is? <laughs> like, what even is time, man? Like, what is it? <laughs> it's grunt work, dude. on my earlobe, avoiding all the thick teasers, skeezers, and weirdos, storm be blowing off the land like where's Al's mom at, give me two bucks, you take a puff, and pass my bomb back, suck up that dank like a slurpee, the serious bomb will make a podcaster go delirious, like the hosts of Gruntwork, the only podcast wow. about the TV series Home Improvement that can be turned into a bong if you drill holes in the right places. I'm your host, <laughs> Truman the... <coughs> Man caps, and with me as always is my co-host Landon, the Dave's not here man, Man Solano. <laughs> uh, and Landon, I mean, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this episode was very special in in more ways than one. I think <laughs> it tried to be. It tried to be. I mean, I don't think it was very special in the way that it wanted to be, but I think it was very special to me as. <laughs> I don't know, to yeah. us as people who have maybe a different relationship with the substances discussed in, in this TV series than the <laughs> executives at ABC would want people to have. I have questions about that, um, uh, which we'll get to in our personal reflections. Um, we'll get to everything on this we show. Will we always do. Sometimes things I I'm not expecting to get to, we'll get there. And sometimes things that we do expect to get to, such as the grunt count, don't get got to. But <laughs> trifling, trifling thing. It was a one-time mistake that we're gonna we're gonna stop talking about soon. Unless we forget to do it, this would be the episode that it's appropriate for. Oh man, we totally spaced out the grunt count, dude. <laughs> um, before we go into that, uh, very early into this episode, I want to go into our. Um, our our game, our Patreon game. Oh, yes, game. yes. Our secret password to Pee Wee's Playhouse, where I have chosen a secret word that if Truman says at any point during this episode, our patrons over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod will get a free month of patronism. Oh, far out. Free Patreon, man. <laughs> so I think there's a high chance that you might say it, so I want to give a our listeners high <laughs> chance. <laughs> Damn it, I gotta come up with another word. <laughs> oh, that was the word. Oh, Landon, no. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to mute myself so Truman can't hear me, and I'm going to tell our listeners what this week's secret word is. All right. Uh, Truman, I'm going to mute you now. Do it. Uh, the secret word this week. Oh, man. We're, we fly close to the sun a lot these, uh, these last couple episodes. Um, Truman knows his slang. We'll see if he gets this one. Chiba. <laughs> Chiba. Okay, here we go. Truman, are you there? Yeah, you were gone for a long time, and now you're laughing. Did you do a pinch hit while you were talking to the fans? <laughs> Just shotgunned a, a quick one. Yep. Sh shotgunned a marijuana. That's how they do it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm uh, Sativa. Indica. Uh, I uh, OG wish... Kush. A, it's not legal in Wisconsin, so Oof. um, 
I was going to suggest, because I knew this episode was coming up for a couple seasons now, yeah. and I'm like, what have we got high during that episode? <laughs> oh my god, Landon. Oh. <laughs> the, but, the pain uh, of not podcasting together anymore. I know, but uh, it's not legal here, so that went out the window. Um, yep. Marijuana being illegal means that it's impossible to smoke marijuana. That's been the case for a very long time. <laughs> Forever. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Nobody is in prison for that. I feel for you, Landon, in that case, and I think I think sometimes about, like, man, if we ever do a live show in Wisconsin, am I just going to have to, like, swallow a balloon full of, like, weed <laughs> and, like, I'd poop it out in the Madison airport so that Landon and I can, I don't know. It's not even like we were getting high before we did episodes before. No, it's just like, I don't I think would, we ever did. I don't think so either, honestly. For Yeah, we're pretty responsible about this. I guess... Tim and Jill would be proud of us that we're that we're you know putting a line between the the hard work that we do and uh, and uh, uh, the play that we do. Um, well, let's. I want to put the the pin in that for a second. Let's tell people what this episode's about because I think a lot of this is going to come out in our personal reflections and certainly come out in the deep dive. Yes, absolutely. Well, so Landon, what happened yeah. this week on the TV series Home Improvement? And you did promise two weeks ago that you were going to do your next synopsis. Oh, haiku. fuck! You're right. Oh, oh, you, you know spaced on the haiku. Listen, you I did, wrote I didn't, it down. I didn't. I, you wrote I wrote, it down. No, no, listen. Listen, I did write it down. And guess what? I wrote two haikus about this episode. Uh, okay. And I just forgot that I wrote the haikus. Oh, <laughs> so perfect. Okay. I've got a one-sentence synopsis, but I also have two haiku synopsises. I was so, going to write haikus, but then I got high. Okay, continue. <laughs> All right. Uh, which do you want first, the haikus or the one-sentence synopsis? I, I want the one-sentence synopsis first, so then we, okay. as, as a, you know, all of us can enjoy how you've edited it down into, a, into haikus. Okay, okay. Uh, the one-sentence synopsis is, when Tim and Jill find a bag of pot, they establish a stakeout to figure out which of the boys it belongs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's Maybe the episode. That. that is the episode. Here's the haikus. Uh, I only have two. That's fine. Okay. Brad loves the chronic. (laughs) Though Tim and Jill are concerned. Just say no to drugs. (laughs) That's really fucking good, dude. Here's another. I told you, I'm good at haikus. You're great at haikus. You're better at haikus than I'm at titles. I I used to do haikus uh, as a hobby. Okay, here we go. Hobkus. Tim and Jill find pot. Okay. There's no, uh, hold on, I can't read my own writing. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Um, Tim and Jill find pot. There, There's no surprise, it is Brad's. I feel like that's uh, eight. There's no surprise, it is Brad's. Oh, no, that's seven, never mind. Okay, okay. Tim and Jill find pot. There's no surprise, it is Brad's. What's the big deal, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Those are great haikus. Why are we not doing <laughs> this you. every time? This Thank is really you. perfect. I think we finally cracked what will make the show good. It's haikus. Um, really, really great. Really great. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank this you. is this this is a very special episode about about uh, marijuana. Yes, and the crisis of people. Do doing you drugs. want to guess that title? Uh, yes, of my I, haikus. I, I titled I, them both. Oh, really? Uh, okay. The yep. first one is. Uh, requiem in uh, in uh, I already said I yeah I <laughs> I I already I already said the name of the one type of weed that I can remember so now I'm <laughs> I'm trying to I was trying to think of another one I couldn't um and the other one is uh Maui Wowzers the uh, <laughs> th- 
Which, I mean, if they made a strain yes. of, of weed with, with Inspector Gadget printed on the label, that would be uh, what <laughs> they would call it. I, I'm shocked that you got the names of my haikus, both of them correct, on your first try. Well, well, thank you. Watch me, watch me do the same with this episode. Okay. My first option. Yes. Gone to pot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Gone. Gone to pot. Next one. Okay. Next one. To- toke time. <laughs> okay. I like that one. All right, all right. Third yeah, that's one. A, that's a winner. Thank you. Thank you. You think you've heard winners? So you just wait. Next okay. one, Al Bongland. <laughs> definitely bad. That one is definitely bad. I'm not. This one's not a winner. It's not a winner. All, but this it, next one. But it, it also digs the knife in because that's the episode I wanted to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look every every line every moment of Al in this episode is perfect, and I know that I say it that is. a lot, but especially this one, I just wish that he'd been. More apart. I wish this had been not the "We found weed, we're sad about it" episode, but the "We found weed and Al smoked it by accident." You know, yes. oh, that, no, Al, those were the wrong brownies, dude. <laughs> uh, and then Al's trying to host Tool Time Stone. God, oh my God, damn it, fuck, that's so much better than the episode we watched today. Shit. Okay, our last title. <laughs> okay, our last title, which is really good, um, the Doobie Brother. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Bow down, everybody. <laughs> I there's there's magic brownies in the air. Uh, I, I, I I think we both brought our A game to <laughs> the the front end of this episode. L- listen to the music, everybody. We're taking it to the streets, you know. <laughs> um, wow, the Doobie Brother is it's so much better than this actual title. It's it. If that were the title of this episode, it would be the best title Home Improvement has come up with. I, I really, it it was, again, I came up with it and I was like, put, stop. You're not going to top this one. <laughs> You've got it. Take the day off. <laughs> Sadly, oh, I Oh, wow, that's so off. good. Okay, so what is it. the actual what is the actual title of this here episode? I'm going to give you a clue. Oh. I, I, I think we can draw this out a little bit further. Yeah, um, yeah, let's make the episode longer. People want that. <laughs> Um, it's something you do with a blunt, um, but it's also like, there's a, there's a, a verb that you can do with a blunt, but this is a pretty common phrase. Maybe, maybe not so common anymore, but like a a pretty, what used to be a common phrase of like, uh, think of Charlie Brown. Mm. And those two thoughts are, are kind of not related. Uh, okay, first option, puffing grief. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, 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 let's see. Uh, toke. That's that sound is Charlie Brown's parents telling him not to smoke weed. Was that Charlie Brown's parents or the nanny on the Muppets? <laughs> the nanny on the Muppets has a voice. Thank you very much. Oh. She has a British accent. You just never see her face. You just see her striped tights. We watched an episode. Landon, did you forget because of all the (laughs) doobies you smoke? Uh, um, Oh, man. Um, uh, Blunt blunt snooping. I don't know. Snoop Dogs. I I don't know. I don't know what they would call call (laughs) this one. I'm sorry. Ever since we took the chalupas out of the equation for the title, I I really put less energy. I mean, you know. I I can feel it. I have to think all day long. Why would I think now? Go on. That's fine. The title of this episode is What a Drag. Eh. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's accurate. I'm making huge Larry David face right now, kind of cocking my head back and forth while I think about it. I, it's, it's not very good. The Bitcoin people paid me a lot of money. I think that um, I think that I see that title and I think, oh shit, it's a very special episode about Brad getting involved with drag racing and why it's bad. I never. Yes. I, yeah, for a like, show so obsessed with automobiles and hot rods, what a drag is absolutely should be a drag racing episode. That should be the name of that episode a few episodes back where Tim is like going out drag racing <laughs> with his students at the college yeah. and it's not okay. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. That, that's weird. Like as someone who, who smokes pot with some regularity or a... a great deal of regularity i've never called it drag like i don't associate the word drag it's more with of a it. cigarette thing yeah or it's or more of a rupaul thing like what a drag is also the episode where it's <laughs> it's a very special episode about wilson performs in drag shows and everyone finds mm-hmm. out that's okay and wilson actually rules at it he's he's got he's got zazz he's got sass um this episode aired february 24th 1998 directed mm. by jeffrey nelson and written by Elliot Shonen, Marley Sims, and Bruce Bellacci, the staff writer. Okay, okay. Landon, what did you think yeah. about this episode of Home Improvement? Should we mark this occasion? Let's mark it. Let's let's brad it. Let's randy it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to mark it that uh, you got the question out before I did, and I didn't even realize it. Yeah, I know. I was surprised that you actually gave me space to, to do it. <laughs> I didn't cut you off, and I... Uh, and I got the question in. So what did you think? Uh, this is a trying to be a very special episode. We said that a couple times now, but like it aims for a topic and tries to play it in a way. But I'm never quite sure what I'm what the show wants me to feel about it. And it's mm-hmm. not the type of show that's like. Let's just put the stuff out there and let the audience decide for themselves. This is a like a ABC family sitcom owned by Disney. We have to make a anti-drug statement, and I don't know that they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep going. It's interesting. It's an interesting comment. I don't want to cut you off because yeah. Um. Well, I'm just I'm curious what we do when we get when we get there. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit more, but. You've already touched on some of my more intense feelings about this episode. I just wanted to see more uh, with Al and Weed, more than anything else in this episode. I don't want to watch a stakeout, you know. Uh, they didn't even do much with that. I, you know, so, like, the comedy was left on the table. And here's two questions for you. I know you you don't like her. But why was Willow not in this episode? That's that is the major subtext of this episode. Is why is it not Willow? Like everyone's like, who could it be? Who could someone from the crew have left it here? Could it have been Mark's goth friend? Who could it be? It's could Willow. It be? Suddenly, <laughs> Pot shows up uh, right after a. What you doing, Mister Taylor? Want to eat some of my walnut pie? <laughs> Ever had a soy key? I. <laughs> yeah, like any time that they walk in the backyard and Willow is out there, we know why Willow's out there, bro. Like there should right. be clouds drifting over the fence. I doesn't make sense. And the thing is, at no point in this episode do they say where Brad got the weed. So yeah, I guess that's still there. 
<laughs> That's that is canon. If anyone is, li- th- I, I just I just got a text message from ABC, and it turns out that's actually what happened. He got it from Willow. There's no way he got it supplied by anyone else. <laughs> well, okay, so obviously Willow was the big one, but even to to make this episode more interesting, why wasn't Senator Jason here? Okay, fuck, man, who? <laughs> I feel like I'm on an episode of The Wire now trying to figure out who Brad's supplier is. There's too many good options. <laughs> Senator Jason? Well, I okay, here's the, here's here's the story, right? Uh, we're rewriting it in real time. Okay. Senator good. Jason wants to have a party. He's now, you know, partying with the college students uh, per Brad's new girlfriend. They're mm-hmm. getting into more college stuff. He pressures Brad into buying pot off a of willow. Because he wants to have a thing, and Brad, he's he's the good boy, right? You know, he never breaks the rules, so he is like doesn't want to do it, but does it because of peer pressure and because uh, perhaps uh, Sam is a little bit into it, his new girlfriend. Oh, I see. Uh, he goes I through see. with it, and then Tim and Jill come home, perhaps from like a, a PTA meeting, and mm-hmm. right in the middle of the transaction, and he has to stash it really quickly, and he stashes it hap- haphazardly. What's the word I'm looking for? Haberdashedly. He stores it in a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he does. Maybe he stashes it so quickly that he hides it in a hat. Uh, it did. Slapdash. Is what we've, we've talked a lot about what the barrel of Hattie, Al's famous yes. uh, f- famous ca- massive cowboy hat, could be used for. I always said nacho cheese, but maybe there's a little baggie hiding inside that nacho Maybe. Cheese. How do we know? We don't know. That's I, what I'm I, saying. And even if it's not, after you've consumed the product, you might want a a hat full of nacho cheese. Or before you decide to make the decision to buy the hat full of nacho cheese. Also true. That's what leads you there. Maybe the, I don't know, like we've said we've never smoked before an episode, but maybe I did before the episode where I came up with the notion of a cowboy hat filled with nacho cheese. That that doesn't seem like a sober concept. Uh yeah, it's uh that no that is my biggest question is the Willow angle. How is Willow's name yep. not mentioned? How is Willow not in this episode? This would have <laughs> redeemed Willow a lot in my eyes, honestly. <laughs> uh yeah. Well, so how did you feel about this episode? Uh you know, I had a different take than you. I actually liked this episode a lot. I definitely oh, I didn't I didn't dislike it. I I don't I know. I thought there were some really good jokes in it. I could see what ABC wanted them to do. I, they were told you have to do an episode <laughs> about drugs. And yeah. I think that they handled it very adeptly because, A, this episode was really funny. This was, like, just in terms yeah. of funny lines throughout every scene. And it's not just like we get the funny stuff out up front and then it's serious talk. Right. There are right. funny, funny lines in every single scene. We never go more than, than a few seconds without a funny line. And also... the. Home Improvement handled this pretty damn maturely for a 90s family sitcom. They don't take yeah. the position of, this is as bad as crack, he's going to start doing <laughs> right. cocaine next, oh shit, right. oh god, it's the they worst do, thing. They do ask the question, and that was, you know, is this the only drug you're doing? And it it felt like the most, like, mandated line handed yeah. to them. And, and Brad's reaction to it is kind of almost like a reaction to that line being mandated. Like, no! Like, he, it's ridiculous that he would be doing something <laughs> right. else. Um, and I don't know, and like also just I, so yeah, the, and the 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 angle that this episode pretty much winds up taking, which is Tim and Jill not wanting their teenage son to smoke weed, is 
this if I had a teenage son, I wouldn't want him or well, okay, if I had a teenage child, I wouldn't want them smoking <laughs> weed either because I think it's bad for teenagers to smoke weed because it's established that it fucks up young people's brains. So it's yeah, like the development process. I, so I really like. And, and and also that their immediate concern is that Brad is smoking and weed and driving. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that would be my yeah. immediate concern as a parent. I don't want yeah. my kid to do this and drive. I want to establish. Uh, I These don't know. So, aren't square ideas. They're not. They're not at all. So I, I again, you know, I, I just you know, I was really surprised by how well Home Improvement handled this and how much of this very special "Don't Smoke Weed" episode I really agreed with. I was put in mind of an episode of Roseanne, actually, where they found old weed of their own, uh, Dan and Roseanne did, mm-hmm. yeah. and they were afraid the kids were going to smoke it. I actually don't remember the, the full uh, thrust of the episode, but what struck me at the time, and you know, I watched that while it was broadcast, is they go through and they smoke it nice. in the episode, nice, and we see... Roseanne and Dan and uh, Jackie, her sister, high in their bathroom. (laughs) And why would they smoke it inside? That's so stupid. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Well, they and so what they play up for the comedy part is the paranoia Mm -hmm. where DJ comes home and like knocks on the door and he's asking for, you know, something and. Roseanne starts freaking out and being like, just got to play cool. Just got to play cool. Don't just calm down. You know, and they start like really playing like, okay, okay, here we go. What do you want, DJ? (laughs) (laughs) Like they squeeze comedy out of like the, the less appealing aspects of smoking pot. And I thought that was also an interesting way of doing it. Mm -hmm. This is obviously a much cleaner show than Roseanne. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, but it's interesting that there's two ABC shows that deal with pot by emphasizing the responsibility rather than the like anti-drug angle, which is just really surprising considering this is still the era of Dare. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going through Dare's. Well, actually, no, I was going through Dare stuff this year. So, but I mean, even in like. <laughs> You know, even into the into the early two thousands, I was yeah. getting getting pumped full of like doing any drug is the worst thing in the world and and will you know make your butt fall out if you do it. So I <laughs> I was surprised to see it handled in. A, yeah. I don't know, but the, you know what the secret is, Landon. You know what, what the secret what? is right now. It's that what? people who write for TV shows tend to smoke weed. I think that's <laughs> that is both that is why every weird thing that you ever saw on a Nicktoon happened. That's why SpongeBob SquarePants still has relevance for adults. They, they and, left and, that out of the Nickelodeon documentary I watched. <laughs> yeah, I watched that documentary too, and yes, they left it out. But there's no way that the Ren and Stimpy writers or, or the Rocco's Modern Life no. writers' room was not just a contact high the second you walked in the door. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, that's it, though. That's it. Good. Okay. Yeah, good. Good episode. So what do we do now? Well, on this podcast? then. Uh, well, I'll tell you. Let's uh, let's refill the basin with water. Take oh, a pipe hello. cleaner to the downstem. Mm-hmm. Place yeah. the bud in the grinder. Give it three twists to the right, one to mm-hmm. the left. Tap out the mm-hmm. goods. Separate mm-hmm. the seeds and stems from the leaves. Pack the bowl. Place the bowl in the slide. Take a proper upright position. Uh, we cover the mouthpiece with our lips. We bring the lighter to the bowl, take a long inhale as the water bubbles, pass the duchy to the left-hand side, and then all of us lean back and contemplate the true nature and meaning of the deep dive. Oh, man, you have 
just sent me catapulting back to being 23 years old. I am, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so we open with tool time on location in Tim's backyard. It is yes. Stormwatch 98. They are preparing for a big winter storm. And in the process of talking about uh, weatherizing and winterizing (laughs) and trimming your trees to get dead branches out of them, Tim climbs up a tree in the backyard. This is tool time on location in Tim's backyard. And uh, the branch that he's standing on breaks, and Tim winds up falling clear through the gazebo. And, (laughs) uh, uh, yeah, the gazebo that he built out of the old uh, swing set for the kids. Yeah, Uh, right. Which is pretty rowdy and a good stunt. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. So he's like, um, okay. So I got, I got a personal story here. Oh, uh, that that comes from living in Michigan in the winter. Um, this Wait, what some what some destroyed gazebo out there with Landon's name on it. <laughs> well, uh, we didn't have a gazebo, but it would have been destroyed. Yes, because uh, what they're preparing here these precautions that they're doing this is actually a fantastic tool time episode oh really the the theme of it because so my house in michigan was in a subdivision that was kind of like we were horseshoed by trees on every Mm -hmm. side there was like a little bit of forest that went behind you know uh all the houses you know i don't know if you remember way back when when i talked about it's like the Ghostbusters yeah. uh, symbol. Oh, yeah. Right? There's a the cross I forgot about it. the Ghostbusters symbol. Yeah. Yeah. But even, you know, when I jumped the bus and walked through mm-hmm. the, the woods to get to my yeah, house. So. Yeah, you committed that crime. Yeah. Fled <laughs> the scene of a crime. Um, the, uh, okay, so we were kind of horseshoed by trees that, you know, obviously grew every year, but also held the weight of the snow. Mm-hmm. And in certain instances, particularly as like the last bit of winter was holding on and it started to get warm and then cold and then warm and the ice would form mm-hmm. around the branches. Oh, it shit. would weigh them down. And so over 30 years of doing that, it really, really weakened the trees. Mm-hmm. And to the point where in the summertime, <laughs> when the wind was blowing, you could hear the like creaking of it going, no, oh, that's that's and haunted as fuck right there. <laughs> I had a buddy staying with us for uh he was in town for a wedding uh that we went to and he his car was parked in our driveway oh, and no. years had gone by where I just had been hearing that sound and um he left. Okay, so he he's parked in a, a certain position in my driveway. He takes off uh to go back home. He lived in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Later that night, my mom and dad and I were playing a card game uh, in the kitchen, and we just heard what sounded, you know, it was the summertime, so we had the windows open, and Mm -hmm. it sounded like Jurassic Park outside. (laughs) Like, there was just this sudden shaking of leaves, and like, a crackling noise sounding like a T-Rex was like, busting through the tree line. (laughs) The bleeding of a goat. (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly, there was just this, the goom! We and it was pitch black out, so we couldn't see much. Yeah, and we're, so we're, we're looking scared th- too. We're looking through the kitchen window, trying to look at the driveway, and we can't see anything. So we have to like go out the garage, and we open the garage door right where my friend's car was parked for days. Uh, a tree had fallen right in the line 
where it was oh, and like shit. cracked the driveway. Oh I mean, God. like this was a massively old ass tree that just because of the the weight of winter and everything um, had cracked and just split down the middle and fell and cracked our driveway in half. Oh my God! the 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 weight of winter is a the name of the the book that you should write about this experience. You'd have to probably you'd probably have to put a lot of other stuff into it to kind of fill out and hit that hit that two hundred page mark. Yeah. Um, yep. that's uh, that's well, I mean, that's heavy. Uh, that's a heavy thing to have happen. Quite literally, <laughs> enough enough heft to break a driveway. <laughs> Uh, did, okay, now what what did you guys find in the remains of the broken driveway? Did you find any anything that had been hidden away? Any secrets? Any dead bodies? Yeah, just Hoffa. Yeah, well, okay, well, no one was looking for him anyway. <laughs> um, I another bit that I like from this very useful uh yeah. this very useful tool time episode is. You know, I mean, they're all talking about weatherizing and winterizing, but Tim introduces himself as Tim the Weatherman Taylor and yeah. Al Nino Borland. And <laughs> I I remember 1998. I remember nobody would shut up about the El Nino system and what, what that was, was going to do. I, was, I had the question for you because there's a famous Chris Farley sketch when he was hosting SNL uh, where he was playing El Nino on the Weather Channel like it's the WWF. Yeah, <laughs> like he's a luchador wrestler or something. I am El Nino, which is Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> yeah, like it was like, I, I don't know. And I remember it was just, like everyone talking about it. All my National Geographic kids episodes were like, the El Nino is coming. And it's like, oh, what? There's a little bit more rain in Oregon in the winter. I don't know. And also now like, oh, an extreme weather event is national news. Yeah, we get those all the time. Every fucking day of our life. Yes, I say this on an 87 degree February 2nd here in LA. Oh my I get, god. Not that that's a shock, I guess. Um Yeah, I and I don't know. I I, I like that I like that and I also like that they're t- they're talking about this this huge storm coming, how there's going to be huge winds mm-hmm. and Tim says, "You're going to want to tie down anything that could cause some damage." And then from out of frame, Al just comes in and starts tying a rope around Tim. <laughs> he, he jumps in the frame with so much enthusiasm. it's it's beautiful laughing my fucking ass off so good (laughs) so so good Uh, yeah Yeah, this is good solid cold open and also the stunt of tim falling off the tree through the gazebo it's intense i i I mean it's really good i felt it i like kind of it's just a lot like shit breaks (laughs) i also uh yeah and when i saw it happen i thought is this the the episodes about the loss? Like because there was a very special episode like four seasons ago about losing yeah. the very special swing set, and Tim right. turns it into a gazebo at the end. So now is this them processing the loss of their very special gazebo? Now that the kids are grown up, nope, nope, not that at all. <laughs> nope, just the loss of innocence by baggy a pot. I mean, honestly, I guess it is kind of cool that they that that the space fashioned out of the children's childhood toy is now the place that Brad uses to hide his adulthood toy. <laughs> uh, is Pot a toy? Mm, I mean, <laughs> I think it counts. I don't okay. know. I mean, I mean, you, when you say the word adult toys, it's I guess I think what it's I something th- else. First think yeah. of. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, okay. But I mean, I I would be shocked if people using adult toys weren't also in using using pot for part of it. Um yeah. so last uh, comment for this scene. Yeah, uh, last comment. Al is wearing they're all so Tim, Heidi and Al are all like dressed for their outdoor you know, attire, right? They all got winter jackets and hats with flaps over the ears. And here's the thing. Al is wearing a winter, like a big old freaking puffy winter jacket mm-hmm. that is um, plaid. Yeah. <laughs> I Are we feel shocked? like if they marketed that thing in 2022, it would go gangbusters. <laughs> Wait, so, someone is going to start home improvement core fashion and get rich off it and it's not going to be either one of us and i'm going to be mad about it for the rest of my life (laughs) but we came up with the idea so maybe we can sue for like i don't know uh out of court settlement for quarter of a million i you know we we have a hard enough time running this podcast i think us getting involved with the lawsuit is just going to be a few (laughs) orders of magnitude more competence than we're going to be able to muster on any given day probably right um okay you have anything else for that scene no i don't have anything else for that scene okay then uh, we get some gazebo debris falling from the sky that transitions us to the theme song Gazebri. Uh, just gonna say it again this new theme song is a banger it's uh, so good they really it took them seven seasons but they they nailed it um, a, a, a joy to watch every time i never get sick of this title sequence it's colorful, it's it's fast moving, it's rocking. They just they nailed it. Um and the, and specifically the I, I I've talked about this so many times now, just the the old family, the new family, or the newer family and the yep. current iteration of the family, but that each one comes up with kind of jink 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 like it's percussive on each one. It just uh it's really good. <laughs> Uh, some of the best title sequence opening editing ever? Possibly. I mean, they've, they've, th- this show get, there's a lot of editing happening on this show and a lot of claymation <laughs> I mean, also. If you like put that up next to like Three's Company and you just have Larry Klein backing up into an elephant and making a face, <laughs> I don't know what the comparison is. I think there's really not much competition <laughs> I, I well I I don't know the the MacGyver opening credits have a special place in my heart always but other okay, than that it's, fair. the, the yeah. field is wide open. <laughs> um, okay, so we come back from the commercial. Uh, we I, I'm I'm a little confused by what's happening. The crew is gone. Debbie Dunning is gone, and it's just Al and Tim. But Tim is like still it, it like picks up like no time has been left off of him getting up out of the wreckage of the gazebo. So I, I don't quite understand what was happening there. <laughs> they all, they saw an on the job injury and they all just winked out of existence. <laughs> well, I don't want to fill out this paperwork. <laughs> Bye. The gazebo was, uh, the infinity gauntlet. Um, <laughs> anyway, L is helping Tim up. And, uh, as he helps Tim out of the wreckage, he's kind of throwing some of the, the broken pieces away and finds a bag of pot gets, Al gets freaked out by it, and Tim's like, uh-oh, this is going to be trouble for one of the boys. Yep, just one of the boys. Um, I really loved the way that they set this up. Like, this is, this is an all-time <laughs> great setup 
for a one of our kids is smoking weed episode. I did yes. not see it coming at all. It was it wasn't <laughs> like, oh man, why have Brad's eyes been red all the time? I don't know. Let me look in his room. Oh no, what's this? Like, so yeah, are you saying your reaction was? at the level of the audience. <laughs> yes, it was the audience. And I said the same thing, which was, ooh. <laughs> I've never, in all of my sitcom years watching, have never heard a reaction like this. The, these people were not expecting this episode when they came. Like, no. may, maybe maybe this was a very, like, religious tour group that, that was especially <laughs> scandalized by what they saw. <laughs> I, I mean, how would you even describe their reaction? Because it wasn't salacious, like, you know, like kids kissing for the first time. I mean, it was like sheer panicked concern, it, but in an ooh form. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I, it's, yeah, it, it's it's like if, like something that the crowd, the, the sound that a crowd would make at like a, a Vegas magic show when the magician... <laughs> briefly makes them think that he has actually sawed the lady in half and like i don't know like it's rigged up a blood to spray or something (laughs) isn't there isn't there a chris angel or david blaine uh clip where he he does i don't know he does some sort of trick like that in the park and some guy just gets so freaked out he just runs away and he just the camera (laughs) catches it like running off in the distance I mean, I think just about every David Blaine special involves him breaking the mind of some person on on the street <laughs> and them and them having to run away screaming. Um, yeah, it's it's gen, it's genuine it's genuine shock and awe from yeah. the audience that this is that this has happened. Like they went there, the show's going there, and we get to find out what happens next. <laughs> um, I also want to pull out. I, 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 I'm going to leave most of the Al lines to you because I know they oh, I wrote them down. But the first line of jokes out of his mouth when he finds it is so fucking funny oh to me. He looks at, he goes, oh, look, oregano. Does Jill keep it out here to keep it fresh in the wintertime? <laughs> and Tim's like, that's not oregano. He goes, oh, tarragon? Tim goes, no, it's it's marijuana. And Al just kind of jaw drops and goes, Jill cooks with marijuana? So fucking funny. So <laughs> fucking funny. It's really good. I, I, I just, I, that, it really, the world is crying out for it, for just more Al interacting with drugs. It's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> Well, what else happens here? Okay, take us so, through because it's just it's it's a rapidamente of uh, of jokes here. Uh, well, so you you got the big the big Al lines there, but so then Al starts freaking out that his uh, that that his prints are now on the bag, and now he's an accessory uh-huh. to a felony. And <laughs> and Tim says, "You found marijuana on my property. What does that tell you?" And uh, and Al goes, "It means I can no longer run for political office." Which and he's so disappointed by that, and it teases another episode I really want. Senator I knew it Al, would. <laughs> Councilman Congress, Al, Congressperson Al, <laughs> or if I may reference the form of uh, municipal government used in Chicago, Alderman Al. Eh? Oh my God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God! That, Al that's Alderman. The- that's also good. Also good. It's the that's Not the spinoff that I want, uh, where Al moves to <laughs> Chicago to be on the city council for <laughs> some reason. Um, uh, now, here's yeah. the question: Do you think he's so panicked by this? Um, not just because he. It, okay, a couple episodes ago, 
when he <laughs> was renting a house from Tim, we yeah. learned a little something about Al's background. True. Yes, the, the mail fraud conviction from Tex or the mail fraud <laughs> yep. rap. Yeah. Do you think his squeaky clean image has completely been about not drawing attention to himself? <laughs> and that he is so worried in this moment of having his his prints uh, found on a bag of marijuana that could lead to a felony conviction uh, that could draw up his past. Like, are the the Texas Rangers going to come after him? Another spinoff I want. Uh, yeah, is Alan or is Alan witness protection or something? And he's got to keep his nose clean, or else the the feds won't mm-hmm. pay for his for his new identity anymore. I don't mm-hmm. know. A lot of options. A lot of things have happened. Options. I mean, look, we know that Al was in the Navy. Maybe he was an informant in the NCIS. And, uh, you know, you know they get into some pretty heavy stuff. I, we started speculating that maybe he wasn't actually in the Navy, no, though, and that, that was all just a front for his mail fraud. Look, there, there's a lot we don't know. Or also, maybe this is all genuine, and maybe, but then Al also was a career criminal. He was just a career criminal who was very straight edge and never touched drugs. He's just maybe. like... I listen, listen, one guys. The, one of the ones with the moral code. I don't I don't need drugs to enjoy doing mail fraud. Like I kind of just get high <laughs> off the act of committing mail fraud. <laughs> we get a uh, a wanted poster transition uh framing Al taking us uh inside just moments later. Tim yes. walks in and uh shows the pot to Jill. What happens? So uh, Jill immediately suggests that maybe one of Tim's crew members hid the uh, the pot in the gazebo, and uh, Tim refutes that, and they start, they come to the realization it's got to be one of the boys, so they debate about which of the boys it must have been, and they don't really know, uh, and so they decide <laughs> that, uh, Tim decides he's going to have his crew fix the chair, fix the gazebo, put the weed back where they found it, you know, hidden underneath this chair, and then they're going to do a stakeout from Wilson's yard to see which of their kids uh, is smoking doobies. Okay, first of all, uh, love the <laughs> the the rapid-fire jokes here as well. Yes. Uh, when Jill's like, we gotta find out which of the boys it was. Have any of them been uh, acting strangely lately? And Tim goes, all of them. All of them? <laughs> Have any of them been eating more than usual? All of them. Do any of them smell funny? All of them. Oh, no, they formed a cartel. <laughs> Perfect. Um, that was amazing. My my big question and note for this scene was, there's no planning. Tim just launches into a full-blown idea for a stakeout. Like, he knows top to bottom every detail of what they're going to do with as if he had been planning this uh contingency for years i mean he probably does have some leftover surveillance equipment from alarmed by burglars you know oh fair point fair point yeah fair point fair point um yeah i it's he he definitely gets right into it but i i somehow i still found it believable because i got the sense that jill was as freaked out by this as tim was so she was inclined to go along with him yeah, I, I just I'm more surprised that there's no like he says we got to trap them and there's no debate over how they're going to do it. It's just like we're going to trap them. And the way we're going to do that is that I'm going to put this back under the the thing. My crew is going to fix the thing so it doesn't look like it's been broken. Then we're going to go over to Wilson's house and we're going to spy on whoever's going to come in because it's Friday and they're going to want it for the weekend. It's like there's so many details and layers to his plan that he didn't even have to think through. It just like it came to him like a savant. I, yeah, well, I mean. 
Again, maybe, I mean, we haven't yet mentioned in this episode that Tim Allen has some experience with getting busted with drugs on his person. So, I mean, maybe Tim, that, well, maybe that's Tim Allen, in the character. Tim Allen, Tim yeah. Tim Taylor, not necessarily. And as we find out, well, let's not spoil that yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's not let's not spoil the, the huge shocking twist of Tim's drug history. Um, I, I like no, I also... meant in the story, I mean, because Tim Taylor hasn't gotten busted for drugs but somebody has true somebody oh somebody has been busted for drugs um i i also love that tim is just going to have his crew fix the chair fix the gazebo so again it's just milking more personal work out of the tool <laughs> yes. time crew i mean you want to talk even about, for the show you, you want to talk about criminality you want to talk about felonies the <laughs> amount of free labor that tim has been able to get out of the crew yeah. of his show that is being written off on taxes like that is, that is a bigger rap probably than than <laughs> a bag of old weed under an of under an adirondack chair um oh also Early on in this scene, when Tim is first showing off the weed, Jill says, well, maybe one of your crew members hit it out there. And Tim goes, you can't be high when you do a show like Tool Time. Look at the quality. <laughs> but you have to be to watch it. Okay, now that would have been a great fall. Like, I wish Randy could have poked his head in from outside to say that. <laughs> uh, I also love that Jill just immediately jumps to this very tortured logic of like, one of your crew members brought a whole bag of weed to this one afternoon shoot at your house, and he hid it under the chair before they started shooting instead of just keeping it in the van or something. I, you know, Appearance she doesn't want to believe denial. it. Yeah, it's true. That's true. It's realistic, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, we get a scene slide transition to uh, nighttime, the backyard. Yes. All we yes. see is the fence and a little uh, viewfinder pa- is how I'll describe thing. it. Yeah. A viewfinder on a stick. um looking over the fence and we cut to tim and jill on wilson's side of the fence in the freezing cold looking uh and watching keeping eye out for the culprit to come for his weed and uh, he spots uh brad at one point um meanwhile they kind of go back and forth asking where did they go wrong and at some point wilson comes out and joins them as well and uh is (laughs) You know, he's, he, he he knows what they're doing and he's bringing them hot chocolate and he's just <laughs> very dismayed that one of their one of their boys would be experimenting with cannabis. And and Tim says, are you saying my my kid eats human flesh, which is <laughs> just which is funny. I Now that, that I mean, I don't know, we, we should talk about the fact, though, that Wilson seems to be he's acting pretty square about something that I think we all know he's probably oh, yeah. into. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, he uses the word cannabis for God's sake. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if cannabis. Well, you're saying that him using the word cannabis is him is his way of being like, is is that what it's called? I'm not really familiar, neighbor, with this uh, <laughs> mysterious substance that anyone can grow at the following temperatures. I'm saying people that don't smoke it call it pot, weed, or marijuana. Uh, you know, the the parents that are finding it. Uh, or the people that smoked it years ago. The people that are actively in cannabis culture call it cannabis. <laughs> well, I, I I think the people who are actively in cannabis culture in a in an annoying way call it cannabis or flower or something like that. <laughs> okay, all right. For for what it's worth, my mom calls it dope, which I think is the oldest boomerist way to refer to it. Yes. Um. Yes. 
Yeah, but so um, yeah, it's just, so it's just a lot of them doing surveillance. I see Brad picking his fingernails with a fork and putting it back in the drawer. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a short scene. Do you have Do you have any? It is a couple things I just wanted to point out. One, sure. Uh, it is literally this episode aired February twenty eighth or twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it is. That was one week ago from right now when we're mm-hmm. recording. Yep. Uh, not even a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, were, were and, you were you picking your I, fingernails with a fork recently, and you you felt you felt aligned with the universe? Uh, no, but I walked outside in the cold and thought, my God, I don't want to be out here, let alone literally sitting out in the cold watching someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so we give a lot of credit to the set department and the props mm-hmm. department, right? Yes. Um, there is a level of detail that I can't even quite wrap my head around, Mm -hmm. which is it's cold. They're dressed for the cold, but they're filming in a studio, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yet their breath is coming out of their mouth. Ooh. Well, now, now what I can't tell, this is when I'm trying to watch the playback as I'm recording, which is not a good idea. But what I'm wondering is if they brought out really hot beverages and when they took a sip, the hotness of the beverage was coming out of their mouth. Maybe. That that's that. No, I don't think it works. That like that would mean they'd be scalding their tongues with every take, <laughs> which is the level of commitment to the craft that that's Daniel Day Lewis levels of acting there. I I, yeah. I mean, could it be that that like it's just on a big soundstage, which is those are notoriously cold. They did it as a night shoot in L.A. in January. Maybe it was just that cold in the studio that well, day. They wouldn't have shot this in night. January. I mean, they would have shot this probably in, I don't know, September, October. Uh, I mean, so there's some cold nights in October. I yeah, don't know. And the climate yeah. was more stable then. I, I don't know. I, that, I, I, I think it's more... I think that maybe they scheduled the shoot at a time that it would be cold in the studio for that to happen. I don't think that they went to extreme oh, lengths to... No. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put the kibosh on this conversation. I just got to the oh. bottom of it. Oh, wow. Okay. You, <laughs> wow. You, you you solved a mystery. Okay, I everybody. Did, I stay did. tuned. Here's, um, here's, here's the sol- solve the solution to the mystery. Yeah. Wilson, in his gimmick to cover his face, it, it, as we should say, is he's like shadowed in darkness here. They don't even yeah. like go to extremes to cover his face. It's just like he's going to have his shoulder covering his face and sit in shadow. Yeah. But he's holding the mug so close to his mouth that when he breathes, his breath is pushing the steam off of it, mm. making it look like it was his breath. Ah, yes. Okay. Well, good. You know, everyone can sleep easy tonight now that we've we've cracked that case. Good um, God, was that the worst content we've ever done? N- no, no, Landon. I think I think I and our Patreon subscribers can agree we have done worse content than that pretty recently. <laughs> uh, so from from this scene, uh, well, which ends, which I should mention, this scene ends with Jill uh-huh. lamenting that they uh, should have communicated more with the boys and uh, at about the dangers of drugs and. Uh, yeah. Tim saying they should have been tougher on the boys, kind of laying yep. down the standard uh, uh, division of, of how Tim and Jill view parenting, one through compassion, one through unyielding force. Um, <laughs> but that that ends our scene, unless there's more that yeah. we have to, to you know. Well, it, it sets up this pattern here where um, this is the last thing I think worth saying is like they think someone is on the move to make the to get the pot 
and mm-hmm. they see that it's Brad, and Brad's just kind of going about his business in the house. The We get a night vision transition to the next scene, which is also short, and they're like, okay, it wasn't Brad now. Oh, here comes Randy, and he's stepping outside. Oh, he's just getting his coat and hat and shoes. I guess it wasn't him. Uh, and then as... Randy kind of walks off. Uh, we see Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie walked in. Mark's friend Ronnie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, of course, it's him. Well, of course it would be him. That weirdo Ronnie. Uh, and we get a scene slide transition to a little bit later because uh, they Mark and Ronnie didn't walk outside to grab it. Um, I'm just going to combine these two scenes together. Yeah, makes sense. Where it's later. They haven't found the culprit. Tim is falling asleep. And uh, Jill's cold. I don't blame her. She like let's just go inside. The, you know, uh, we'll we'll just sit them all down and talk to them. And Tim's like, give me fifteen more minutes, and uh, she's like, okay, fine. Um, but in that fifteen minutes, Tim falls asleep, and uh, while he does, the culprit tiptoes outside and mm-hmm. um, seen only does, by the legs, <laughs> only by the legs. And as the hand reaches underneath the um, swing, another hand grabs his arm. And it turns out that Jill has caught the culprit, and the culprit is Brad. What? Brad? Fade out. (laughs) Okay. Okay, tell me. So, how (laughs) fucking dumb is Brad that he doesn't see Jill standing right in front of the gazebo to catch his hand as he's reaching under for the weed. Like, there's not... It's not like she a was corner... <laughs> she was in the secret garden. I, she, <laughs> yes, okay, yeah. The se- the secret garden, the teleport space between the... Like, the in the trees where, where every yes. broken thing would where get Mark hidden used, back in season one. Mark used to hide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so okay. Tim hides all of the things he blows up. Even then, though, even then, Jill had to basically teleport out of there to catch him by the hand. I mean, this is superhero yeah. shit. She's got Michael Myers powers for sure. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so I I, I just, I, has, has Brad been getting away with storing his weed there since like the beginning of the show? Has he just been doing it for so long that he's gotten sloppy and doesn't notice his his mother standing there waiting for him to catch him in the act? It's possible. Uh, And it's well established that Brad, while, you know, a good moral boy, isn't exactly the brightest bull. That's true. That's true. I I, I just, there's there's being bright and there's being clever, etc. And then there is not seeing the person standing directly in front of you when you are supposedly a really good uh, athlete who supposedly has uh, hand-eye yeah. coordination and things like and that. And you're doing something in which you couldn't get caught, so therefore you're looking over every shoulder you have. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, and they're pretty broad shoulders. Um, <laughs> what, what, what do you got, Landon? What did, what did this scene do for you? Um, Not much. Uh, I guess... <laughs> The the one question that I kind of had was, um, is Brad the most interesting choice for this? I I don't think he is. Also, because we've had a bunch of Brad growing up yes. episodes already. That's I, precisely what my thought was. That, A, it would be bullying, I feel like, on the show's part if they put it on Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's going down this weird goth path that's just, like, cement our negative views towards gothhood by piling on that goths are potheads. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I feel like that would be wrong. Brad, as we said, 
too many, you know, growing up episodes recently. Randy, though. Randy, though. He's expanding his mind this season. Yeah. I think he would have been a better choice. I'm not going to lie. I absolutely think he would have been a better choice. I I don't know, Dad. The government just lies to us about so many other things. <laughs> Maybe they're lying to us about this plant, too. Actually, Dad, it's been prof- it's been cultivated for over 6,000 years. There hasn't been a single death linked to marijuana overdoses. You know how many deaths there are linked to those beers that you love drinking? Like, yeah, like the episode writes itself. Yeah, do you know, <laughs> uh, is smoking and holding pot uh, a worse crime than, um, I don't know, any any other crime that's out there? Am I just repeating what you said? No, 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 not, I not thought quite. I, I thought I had a unique thought while you were talking, and then it just completely melted out of my ears. So, so let me get this straight. It's a felony to have a bag of weed underneath an Adirondack chair, but it's not a felony to sell missiles to Iran? There it is. Yeah, that's there you the go. one. That's that's, that's where it. I was heading. I knew yeah. if I threw it to you, you'd catch it. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so uh, I I no, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I almost feel like at some point in the writing process, the writers were like, Randy, like this is a Randy episode, not in that it's a horny episode. Some episodes are horny, <laughs> but those aren't Randy episodes. Although certain people watching the show maybe get Randy for Randy. Uh, I think that this. Like, this feels, it just, it naturally feels like a thing that Randy would be doing, and I feel like yeah. the writers at some stage wanted to do it, but somebody came back and said, like, we can't associate, we can't suggest that Jonathan Taylor Thomas would be smoking weed. Mm. He's too much of, he's too much of a role model for kids now. To even suggest that he's doing it and have him learn a lesson about it is going yeah. to endorse drug use too much. To because there's a subsequent scene that I think further backs up this this point that I'm making, but th- that's my take. Okay, on it. okay. No, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts at that point. Um, yeah, no, your role, the role model point is very astute, uh, and and almost certainly, you know, you can't have the voice of Simba uh, be a pothead, right? <laughs> it's a circle of life, man. Hakuna <laughs> <laughs> <Kuna> Matata. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, even in the characters that they've built out, Brad seems like we've been through so many things where he doesn't want to, like, fuck up his scholarship. Like, I think he's got too, and he knows he's got too much on the line to fuck with this stuff. Uh, Yeah. He doesn't even, like, underage drink. So it just, it doesn't quite make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, But it is what we're given. And we did have also the underage drinking episode with Brad a couple seasons back with Senator Jason and the party and the beers at the house. Like, but th- he wasn't drinking then. He was. I know he wasn't drinking then, but just the notion of Brad being involved in underage substance abuse right. activity. It, you, you know, again, I get that the show's on twenty six episodes a year. You got to reuse some shit. Okay, yeah. we Gruntwork agrees it would be better if Randy toked up. We we all. <laughs> This, this is we the position of this podcast. Agreement. Yes, finally. Um, um, oh, wait, we what, get a, a yeah. Oh, you what, else? One other thing. No, just when when they see Mark and Ronnie, a, and Jill has the brief inspiration that it could be Ronnie who who put the weed there. Jill is so excited, and she says, "This is great. We're not lousy parents. The lousy parents belong to Ronnie," which is. <laughs> Just very funny. <laughs> Just the yucks keep coming on this episode. Uh, also, I feel bad for uh, Kalen Romero, who plays Ronnie. Like, he's not even, like, <laughs> he's so far removed. 
Like, I mean, good for him for getting the paycheck, but, like, he's not even... He doesn't interact with anyone in the scene. He just, like, he comes in the front door, which is inside the house, which is then also separated by the special effect of the telescopic lens they put on the frame. Yeah, they're they're definitely keeping Ronnie at, at arm's length, or more than arm's length. Although, I would counter you with... Even in the scenes that he's fully present in, is he ever really interacting with the other people? <laughs> I, I think he, I, I think he steals the scene every time he's on. I, I won't dispute that he steals the scene. He, he just steals it without really interacting or having yes, a whole lot of lines, true. just yeah. by his very presence. Um. Okay, we get a uh, a patented. This is a dramatic episode or moment beat where we fade out to commercial without uh without any music. I mean, nope. we don't get that, but but that's no. the vibe. That's a, that's totally the vibe. Uh, but yeah. it's even more serious because it's drugs. <laughs> uh, and so then we come back in after the commercial uh, yeah. where Tim and Jill are interrogating Brad inside. He's telling them that, oh, it's not mine. I was holding it for someone else. And pretty quickly they, they get to the bottom that, no, he does smoke weed. He just smokes it when he's going to a party or something. He likes to use it to mellow out and kick back. Uh, and there's a lot of interrogation about whether he's getting high and driving, and um, eventually he they, storms off. Yeah, he storms off. Send him upside, uh, upside, upstairs. <laughs> they they t- they go upside Tim sends his, his hand upside his head. Yeah, well, you know that's that's how you get a kid to straighten out off of drugs. But uh, <laughs> then uh, Tim and Jill spend some time alone downstairs, uh, lamenting the fact that uh, they themselves have some history with drugs, and maybe they should have been more open about that with uh, yeah with their kids, and that maybe well, would have stopped this whole thing. Let's let's be a little more accurate. Uh, they don't have a history with drugs. Jill has Jill a history, has a history with, with drugs. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, I. I I'm not going to lie. I felt the tension here when Brad... Now, Zachary Ty Bryan is like, he's been given these scripts where he has to play teenage angst against his parents, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does it really well. Like, I feel the tension. But there was a special, like, tingly tension when he, you know, drugs are on the table and he says, aren't you being a little hypocritical right to Tim's face? Ooh. <laughs> I'm like... Oh, are they going to go there? <laughs> <laughs> so is, now, now is someone going to go upside? Uh, yeah, that was I, I. I did feel I felt like also. I don't know. I, I that did feel like subtext of the show is like yeah, the the star <laughs> of the show has a history of, of being busted with drugs and yeah, like it's not right. a thing that's going to be a, a spotlight shown on. But yeah, I feel like that was them kind of <laughs> lampshading it a little bit. <laughs> uh, so okay. First of all, I'm just going to go to the end, and then we're going to come back to this very long conversation, which yeah. is uh, Jill is like – Tim's saying – Jill's saying we should be honest with him about our past, and Tim's like, no, he doesn't need our endorsements to be smoking this. She's like, he's already smoking it, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought – that was like the first turn of like, oh, that's not going where I thought it would go. Yeah, yeah. That's actually kind of a kind of a harm reduction uh, approach to it rather than a strict yeah. prohibition approach, which I would not have expected right. at this point in time and channel. Okay, all capital letters. Jill used to smoke a lot of pope. A pope? Pote? Yep, she was smoking loads of pote. That's what they called it back then. Regular battleship <laughs> pote I actually wrote, like your mom, I wrote dope. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jill said... No, I think that's Jill's actual line, though. She says um, something about, like, I used to smoke a lot of dope. 
and that um i don't know hearing hearing tv mom jill say the <laughs> word for weed that my mom uses um it was a weird uh, kind of synergy or, or synchronicity or, <laughs> or it, it was weird um, it was weird yeah yeah uh yeah jill used to smoke a lot of weed that uh that blew my mind i mean it doesn't necessarily surprise me except for that it seems like the the show has been suggesting until now that Tim was the one who went wild in college and Jill was the studious one. Which is interesting, but, and it, as it turns out, I think we get this in the next scene, but uh, I'll say it now that Tim is like, Tim was like the beer guy and Jill was the pot smoker. Mm-hmm. Like that's yes. what their, their separate vices were. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He refers to himself as a beer head. I want to draw your attention to something. Okay. Draw it real quick. Okay. Picture, if you will. Jill at college smoking okay. pot. Yeah. All right. It's yeah. It's the seventies. Yeah. The the uh, probably younger. yeah the the man who sold the world by David Bowie is playing in the background. <laughs> People are <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey Jill, okay. do you want to try some of this Maui Wowie I just got? <laughs> that's that's basically now, my Willow impression. Willow has always been a you, skeevy hippie. <laughs> you're two steps ahead of me, in that I think in a flashback. I this th- this revelation about Jill makes Willow a whole new character for me. Oh, really? Willow, uh, to my mind, is Jill in her pot smoking college phase. Mm, oh, I see. I see. So they kind of have a little bit of a physical similarity. If Willow was playing young Jill in a flashback, I would believe it. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Do, does make it a little weird that Brandy is super... That Brandy... <sighs> if I knew a Brandy song to reference right now, I would. Yeah, I know, Something I know. about not being your man, I don't know. If if Brad... It, it makes it weird that Brad is kind of attracted to Willow in light of that, oh, that she yeah. looks like a younger version of his mom. But then again, uh, Mr. Freud is sitting over there in the corner saying, ah, yes, <laughs> this is as I, as I predicted. If, Conversations with my friend who lives in Omaha uh, <laughs> are to be taken into account. Um, men dating and marrying women who look like their mothers is not an uncommon thing in the, I, the Midwest. Ooh, well, okay, more more Midwest traditions faithfully brought to uh, brought to life <laughs> on home improvement. First, weatherizing your trees. Next, dating your mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I could see I could see Jill having a real Willow vibe. Like that also suggests mm-hmm. that the home improvement reboot now is about Willow uh, raising three boys, I guess, and being a mellow suburban mom. Because okay, picture if you had to picture Jill doing the like pothead voice yeah and what kind of jokes she would make as pothead jill i feel like she would come out with it's a soy turkey (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah and and true to willow form that's really not even a a joke and it's mainly just sold in the delivery um (laughs) right right i'm the i'm the i'm the high priestess of pop dude I guess this all gives more evidence for uh, why Anagata DeVita was in season yeah. one. Yeah, thank you. She, I mean, it really makes sense. She spent a lot of time sitting around listening to LPs <laughs> and psychedelic music. Yep. And, and I guess Tim would, what, just pick her up afterwards when he sobered up from whatever bender he was at? Like, that's the weird thing to me is that they were dating in college, but 
and and presumably while Jill was smoking tons of weed, but Tim was never smoking weed. So it just suggests that either they were together and Jill was like maybe Jill agreed to marry him when she was high and she just like came out of it and was like <laughs> you know like basically right before the first episode starts she finally came down off and was like wait who the fuck are these people wait i don't I have a bio class to get to <laughs> that's a lot of pot <laughs> yeah i know i mean it's it, she, it it takes a lot of reefer madness to accidentally marry tim the toolman taylor um, i guess so also uh so when they, when they're first going after Randy about the dollar Brad. in the jar, going after Brad yeah. about this, I don't know. I mean, like guys, I promise I didn't smoke weed right before we we uh, started <laughs> this. I don't know. Check the chairs outside my apartment, I guess. Uh, but they're going after Brad about this, and you know he he's saying he's saying yeah, I'm just gonna take it to a party, and and oh, so you're a supplier? No, lots of kids bring weed to parties. And Tim goes, what is it a potluck? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. that is good wordplay that is powerfully good wordplay uh yeah it, well and again that line leading to that punchline lots of kids bring stuff to parties was like oh okay that's where the episode's gonna go uh there's going to be you know he's going to parties with like hardcore drugs there mm-hmm. uh and that you know he's just getting it involved with pot now but what will he get involved with later yeah yeah didn't go there didn't go no. there at all and it didn't go the room route of two people holding brad down and screaming what kind of drugs brad it doesn't matter um <laughs> also worth mentioning the end of the scene i think we skipped this oh, plot point uh yeah. randy comes in uh right mm. when uh tim is shoving the uh marijuana in his pocket um and puts together uh, I think he overhears Tim say something about Brad and drugs. Uh, but be, being and, honest, being honest with Brad yeah. is our best chance to get him to stop doing drugs. Right as Randy walks in, yeah, and drops the line. Uh, I guess you're not talking about Metamucil. <laughs> A really funny line, and it does make me think. Like, w- w- it would be weird and fetishy, but also kind of funny if this whole episode was just like the the toilet upstairs is just clogged all the time <laughs> well like someone lives just, in the house when yeah, well back. yeah i mean i guess the, i suppose that's true yeah there's more uh, so again there has to be another stakeout who is who is who is being too regular right now who is too soft and bulky for our plumbing system <laughs> uh, i just i just take metamucil to mellow out before a party <laughs> <laughs> just take metamucil to mellow my bell bottles out <laughs> one other just kind of funny side thing that happens is uh when randy walks in and makes the joke tim walks over to him and uh just like gives uh, gives randy's hair a sniff uh <laughs> which i just thought was a nice bit of physical comedy um, uh also also if the episode was all about metamucil and and people just overloading the plumbing and ran and then brad is explaining about how uh they all people bring stuff to parties or they people all bring different types of laxatives to the parties tim could still say so what is it a potluck or maybe, or maybe the line instead is something like, "Yeah, if you want to have more luck on the pot, I guess you need to take Metamucil." I don't know, folks. This is this pot. is a new low for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, pot is in toilet. Yes, that that's the joke. Is is Brad on the pot? Yeah. Th- Which again, one? <laughs> n- n- title of the episode, right there. Again, there's a lot of <laughs> other better episodes inside this episode that I nonetheless still liked a lot. 
Um, um, okay, so we get a drug-sniffing dog claymation uh, that transitions us to uh, Brad's bedroom, and it's, it's Randy scr- comes in. Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, something, something, <laughs> I, yeah. I guess so. Uh, Randy comes in to talk to Brad, and um, he's, like, asking him, why Why are you so stupid for doing this? Uh, he tells him that Tim and Jill are discussing what uh, what the punishment's going to be, and um, when Brad realizes that they're distracted, he sneaks downstairs to make a phone call. Yep. And uh, he's telling the guy on the phone, oh, I can't take you to the party. I got caught. Um, and he gets caught making the phone call. And they <laughs> Tim and Jill ask uh, Brad to sit down, and they tell him the story of when Jill <laughs> got busted for weed, and uh, she launches into a longer story tim tries to like brush it over by just saying oh yeah she got caught with weed and i had to bail her out and it sucked and she's like no no we're gonna tell you the full story uh i had some weed that was laced with something bad and i had to go to the er and um it was not good uh i felt bad for a very long time after that mm-hmm. um and they talk a little bit about uh uh this is very much like a, a parent talking to child moral of the episode scene i feel oh yeah yeah and um brad's like well you know what do i tell my friends uh when they're asking why i don't smoke and jill gives her gives him some advice that she learned at the counseling center of saying well just say that if you're uh caught doing drugs again your uh parents are gonna uh drug test you every day and uh, Tim's like, because it will be the truth, bro. A point made in the most stonery way possible. That's the truth, bro. <laughs> We're going to drug test you every day, man. <laughs> going to make it um, impossible for you to get a job, dude. Could you tell that I pulled the ripped cord uh, on I, that uh, synopsis? I, I, got I, I, could, I, ripped. Could t- I got ripped. And, and you are and you are now parachuting away from the uh, smoking remains. Um, <laughs> I like w- when this scene starts with with Brad in his room and Randy comes yep. in and says, "Man, are you in deep?" And then starts you know grilling him about it and and saying, oh, "I've uh, got a note about this." And and I don't know, but he so he's asking like, "Wow, I didn't know you smoked weed. Why do you do this?" And and then Brad says to him at one point. What don't you, what you, I'm sure you've smoked weed. And Randy says, no, man, I've never done that. Stoners always seem so out of it. I never pictured myself in the corner contemplating the meaning of string. And Now, hold on. Now, hold on. Okay. <laughs> That's where my note is. Because yeah. Randy has hit a new level of sarcasm. Yes. yes. <laughs> With this line in particular. Because he's like, he starts talking about it. He's kind of got this like swaying head about him. And he's like, you know, the judgment is coming out of his uh, joke here. He's like, I've never wanted to just sit in the corner contemplating the meaning of string cha-cha. Like, he has gone full Dennis Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think that's because Jonathan Taylor Thomas's heart isn't in the joke, or just that his delivery is in a weird place? I think his delivery was a little... I mean, it wasn't a bad delivery. I'm just saying he's he's gotten, like... His sarcasm has gone supernova. I, I mean, I would agree. I would agree. Sarcasm supernova. Not not as good as a champagne one. Um, <laughs> I I think that I think that th- that this scene this kind of completes what I was talking about earlier with the show has to like not only is it no Brad's the one who's smoking weed they need to get yeah. JTT on camera saying I don't smoke weed 
I just think it's kind of dumb to do. Like the 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 anti-drug yeah. message of that. I'm sure the DEA gave like a big bag of money uh, to yeah, ABC yeah, yeah. in exchange for getting that on the record. It's this, and then Jonathan Taylor Thomas puts on a helmet and elbow pads and skateboards out of the room. Landon, we got to the same place. We were both going there because they're cool. <laughs> the only thing cooler than than helmet and elbow pads is not smoking weed. Um. I don't know. So it just, like, because it seems like the only reason that, like, because this is a, that, you know, they're up in Brad's room. I, well, like, hold the on. Whole... I, I just had a, I yeah. had a thought deviation yeah. for a second. Yeah. I went, I went on that, that ride of him putting on the, the helmet and pads and going out of the room on a skateboard. Yeah. And just, I want to just bask for a moment in what we've all been robbed of, of missing a 1990s. Uh, rad BMX bandits sort of movie starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh my God, JTT bandits. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be pretty cool. I mean, Wild America was kind of. I mean, it was BMX bandits if instead of BMX bikes, it was wildlife photography. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you know, like Randy as the like Amblin kid you know, Amblin Pictures sort mm-hmm. of deal, sort of movie. Yeah. He lives in a cul-de-sac mm-hmm. and they just moved to town and he's got to make friends and there's a whole, you know, sort of skateboarding or BMX competition or something like I, early in his career, like early in the home improvement stuff. We missed out on that. And that- I just want to place the blame on the creatives that, that didn't green light that and that we missed that opportunity for that content in our lives. Yeah, you know what? Shame on you, Steven Spielberg, for not making a movie that he could have been in. I mean, this is probably, what, 1994? <laughs> Steven Spielberg wasn't making any great movies in that year. Well, he should no, have thinking... made an Amblin Entertainment-style BMX movie for JTT to be in. I'm thinking like a knockoff of a knockoff, like the Charles Band Magic Island version of an Oof. Amblin picture. <laughs> I I don't know. So what he 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 like does a BMX jump into a pizza tree. I'm just assuming that that's the yes. Uh, that's that's the the hallmark of a Charles Band movie. Pizza trees. Oh my in god! Every movie. Picture it. Okay, you've got the, the Sicily, palm 1923. tree. <laughs> you've got the palm tree with the pizza coming off of it, and you've got uh, uh, JTT sitting on top of the palms, uh, kind of in like a a. You know, knees akimbo style. He's got his elbow pads, his knee pads, and helmet on, and he's got sunglasses and just one hand off of his knees to his fingers, pulling down the shades, looking right through the the poster at us. <laughs> <laughs> so, is he risky businessing it, or are they living it at us? Like what? Uh, all all of the above. So, so it's it's a whorehouse being patronized <laughs> by Reaganomics living. aliens. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Risky living. I like it. But the living isn't that risky if you're wearing uh, shoulder pads and a helmet. Or, well, knee pads and a helmet. I mean, shoulder pads make your, your suits fill out better, I guess. Um, but, okay, so this whole scene, though, that is a very yes. good okay. this is a great observation. The, just, like, it starts in Brad's room. They they set and lit and dressed this set. Okay, I used set twice. Yeah. But, you know, they, they, they put up this whole thing. Just it's Brad is in there. Randy comes in. Brief conversation. Yep. The the whole purpose of this setup is for, like, all that happens is Randy says, well, why are you smoking weed? But don't you smoke weed, Randy? No, I never do that. Weed isn't cool. Oh, wait, mom and dad, and then Brad going, oh, mom and dad are distracted? I'm going to make a phone call. Then he runs out of the room. 
this scene didn't need to be there. We could have just had no. like we could have just cut to downstairs later. Brad creeping in well, goes over to the phone. I, they they shoehorned are, this in specifically to have JTT say that he doesn't smoke weed. Are you suggesting though that this set is broken down every time they show it after they after they, they're done showing it i'm not suggesting that it's broken down i am suggesting that all of the props are pulled off of it and taken back to the warehouse and that it's not Why? professionally lit at all times so they had to not like, professional maybe yeah they might move lights and stuff you know i think it's a lot easier to move lights off the rigging above the the set but i think for one of the top grossing shows on tv they probably have an entire hangar to themselves that they just keep their sets on I, at least they, they're their most commonly used sets yeah, and I don't think Brad's room is a very commonly used set. This is the first time we've seen it well, this season, and we're more than halfway true, through. True, but I, I think that they could spare the walls, and there's certainly not another show that's using an REM poster. So I, I'm not. I look. I'm not saying that they like set fire to the sets every time they use them. I'm sure that the walls are like there and everything, just like to put all to set dress the set. It's taking ninety percent of it is pistons stuff. I, I mean, I mean well, I, someone has to put the piston stuff up, and that dude has a union job, or maybe a lady. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, we don't have to get right, okay. into the logistics of how much well, money was spent it. shooting this scene. I guess we're in everything. We are doing the grunt work. <laughs> um, yeah. What else is happening in this scene? Uh, let's see. They, they're, they're downstairs. I mean, again, this is a bad day for Brad getting caught doing shit. And just, like, yes. not having good situational awareness. Like, the whole reason he tries to... He did to... not read his horoscope that day. <laughs> it's just it's just Pisces. Don't try and do anything surreptitious. Your parents are always there. <laughs> um, See, now, you, you, you're getting the hang of, like, balancing your, your repetition of lamenting with your $5 words. So, like, every time you do that, you get to take your $5 back out of the jar. I'm, I'm just passing the same $5 bill back and forth out of this jar. It's an elaborate money uh-huh. laundering scheme. Uh, <laughs> cheaper than Bitcoin. Um, so, but, but I mean, he the whole reason that he comes downstairs to make the call is because he's led to believe that Tim and Jill are upstairs in their room talking. He's on the phone. Tim and Jill, it's not like they came down the stairs. It's like they, like, climbed down a rope ladder f- from into the backyard and came, like, <laughs> I, I don't think they went to their room. I don't think they suggested they went upstairs or anything. No, no I don't no, know where they went, but. No, Randy, like, he, Brad says to Randy, where are mom and dad? Randy says, they're in their room talking. Brad says, oh, oh cool, I'm going to make a phone call. So, it like, either A, Randy set <laughs> Brad up. He's not in enough trouble. I got to fuck him over again. Serial killer Maybe. shit. Or B, Brad <laughs> is just so oblivious and unaware. Like, this must be the first time he's ever had weed at the house, and he just immediately <laughs> got caught. Because this guy is so bad at doing things without his parents noticing. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't think Brad has ever gotten away with anything on this show. So, I mean, that holds true. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean... If we see Brad doing something, we know he's not getting away with it. Presumably, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he and Sam have been getting up to things that we haven't seen. Oh. Um, mm, um, Are you talking like Bonnie and Clyde shit? They're holding up banks? They're holding up banks. They're getting massacred by by mobs of cops. Oh, um, not having sex, though. That's the one thing from the movie that's not right. happening. Draw a line somewhere. Yes. Just like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, yeah true. Um, so what about, but so yeah, what, what about you, Landon? Have you got more from, from this scene? Uh, Jill's I don't. big confession. I, I, I it gives a, a depth of character to Jill that I didn't 
expect. And now I just think she's maybe one of the most dimensional characters on the show. True. Uh, I mean, we have more background on her than I think any other character. And, you know, in, in terms of like you know personal development and growth and where she came from, you know, with the military family always moving around to always feeling left out, and then being the smarty pants in college and being a pothead as we're now learning to you know being the mother, starting school up again, and dreams she's opera. always wanted to do, loving yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, her tastes, yeah, it's, there's just a, a breadth of knowledge about Jill now that I don't even feel we have about Tim. No, Tim lost no. his dad. He likes hot rods and tools. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's less he farts a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Loves Polish food, uh, and sometimes hurts his back because of how much he shits. Like it, it, Tim is, Tim is very simple. He is, he is, he is an inch wide and an inch deep. Um, what I do I, okay. So there there is yeah. one quick moment that I like. They don't really go too deep into it like they did in season six, but. Um, after they they send Brad back up to his room after telling him the story, and Tim's like, "Okay, we'll be up and let you know tomorrow about sentencing uh, for your punishment." There's a a, a brief moment between Tim and Jill, just kind of uh, saying, "You know, did we get through to him?" Um, that that was you know kind of like at the end of the uh, convention episode when they're in Cleveland, where you really get the sense of what the parent experience is like outside of the children experience that mm-hmm. as I'm watching this as an adult, uh, I can appreciate a lot more than I did as a kid. And I wish there was a little bit more here. Like the scene was maybe a little bit deeper, but I don't know. It, it was subtle because they kind of both just fall back on the couch and Jill's like her head was in her hands for a moment. And then she's like, I don't know. I feel bad reliving that. It's my past. Was it wrong to tell Brad that? And there's just this really, really, subtle thing they don't draw attention to it it's almost off frame but as they both lay back on the couch and jill's kind of in a fetal position almost she just grabs tim's hand and they hold hands for the rest of the scene yeah and it was just it was very sweet you you get kind of a sense of their emotional exhaustion like they've put on this this you know united front against their kid and now now in this moment alone you get the sense of just them as a couple processing what they've been through yeah yeah. yeah, but I don't think we've ever really seen Tim and Jill hold hands that often on the show. I guess no, we really haven't. I mean, I, again, maybe another podcast can go through and count up all the times that Tim and Jill hold hands. Um, I get, you know, <laughs> this show's called grunt work. I guess that could be called a uh, hand job. I suppose I don't know. Oh but, boy! Uh, oh boy! Oh, oh no! No. Um, I liked also from this scene that that you know they're they're sitting there for. <laughs> First, Jill says, remember when the worst problem we had with Brad was toilet training? And Tim goes, yeah, first we couldn't get him on the pot. Now we can't get him off the pot, which is basically a variation on the joke I was trying to make earlier about Metamucil. Um, (laughs) But then, reflecting on the day, Tim says, first thing you're crashing through a gazebo and then your oldest son is on drugs. Man, I need a beer. And he just starts getting up to get it. And I, I, that's also a pretty subversive line from this show that I really appreciated that they're, that they're just kind of hinting at like, yeah, everybody's doing drugs here. There's certain drugs that society (laughs) has said that it's just acceptable for people to use. We all, we all self-medicate. Oh, I'm sorry. And just one of the, I don't know. This is, this is terrible listening experience because this is relevant to a thing you said like five minutes ago, talking about how well developed Jill is as a character. 
I really did, like Tim mentions or, you know, that, that when Jill got arrested for pot, her family wouldn't even speak to her and Tim had to go bail her out. And just, mm-hmm. I liked that, oh yeah, knowing knowing what I know about Jill's family, I believe that. And honestly, the only yeah. thing that, that is hollow for me is the fact that that everyone hasn't given her shit about that ever since at every uh, <laughs> every episode with Jill's family in it. Right. Uh, I'll also, just call out that she loves Led Zeppelin, or used to. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, who didn't, right? Uh, I still do. Um, we get a stinger where Tim and Jill are talking to Randy and Mark, uh, about drugs and just kind of laying down the law. You know, Brad's the first, he'll be the only one basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and yeah, he just tell, he just tells them basically that, uh, that the, they have the benefit of, uh, they have the benefit of learning from Brad's mistake. And Randy says, well, in some countries, it's the kid who screws up who has to learn from a mistake. And Tim goes, this is America where one person can screw it up for everybody. Which <laughs> which certainly has proven true a lot lately. Looking at you, Senator yeah, Manchin. That was a little bit too biting for <laughs> 2022. Oh, boy. Boy. Tim looking into the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, then... We get no outtakes in this episode. This is this is serious business, guys. There's no bloops when we're keeping kids off drugs. It's true. We get something we've had in the past, and we covered extensively last time. It's yes. the exact same one. Uh, yep. But basically, it's just a, the Home Improvement logo um, emblazoned in wood with all of the transitions and uh, grunt creeps you can your heart desires yep. uh, floating around the screen. Yep, yep, just a just a rogues gallery of transition uh, transition greatest hits. <laughs> Although we didn't mention the grunt creep uh, in the cold open, where there's the wind machine that's on uh, as Tim and Al are doing on location, and the grunt creep flies into frame as if he's being blown by the wind and grabs onto uh, L's lapels uh, before his, he his, flies out of frame further. His lapels, thank you very much. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> not an hour and a half into this you can't do that oh no no no! i'm, pull, um, I'm pulling them out from anywhere man i've got hidden reserves of alpun strength <laughs> which makes me wonder though um if yes. the home improvement logo is made of like balsa wood and aluminum foil if he can be blown by the wind like that maybe uh, he's not made of the materials we thought he was <laughs> i mean he's very he's very aerodynamic I, maybe he's made of titanium or something like that he's resilient yet lightweight <laughs> I don't know. I mean, um, there's a lot knows? of mysteries of like it's it, it's an abomination uh, against God. That doesn't mean that he doesn't still have some uh, interesting <laughs> and potentially useful properties, such as lightness. I guess so. Well, Truman, uh, what did we learn in this episode? Uh, you know, we learned that if you're if you want to have some high times, wait yes. until you're like in your mid twenties to do it. Just, just don't fuck with that when you're in school. It's just not, you're not, it's not going to be good for your educational development. Uh, yeah. And the other thing that we learned is if you want to, uh, uh, toke on some reefer, uh, Mm -hmm. you need to check the back porch before you go out there to do it, to make sure that your mom isn't standing right there looking (laughs) directly at you. Especially uh, if you're in your late twenties and you don't live with her anymore, that would be very weird. I, I mean, look, that would be that that would be enough to scare a person straight, right there. <laughs> How dare you? 
Uh, what, ah. what, what did you learn, Landon, from this episode? What did I learn from this episode? I think I learned something about responsibility. Hey, whatever happened to uh, responsibility, you know? <laughs> I think that you need to be more responsible with your weed because if you leave it out in the freezing cold in the winter, it's probably going to damage the leaves and it's not mm-hmm. going to burn as well and keep the th uh, t c thc properties <laughs> thc eleven thirty eight yeah, yeah it was a great great film <laughs> those properties will break down once the frozen leaf uh, uh, the crystallizes and then melts you're going to damage the the potency. Of yeah. your blade, uh, of, to, your, of your of your of your blade, of your no, flower. of your of your blade. Don't keep famous vampire hunter blade stored outside, <laughs> underneath <laughs> underneath your chair. He's you know he, the the your vampire problem is going to get worse because blade blade <laughs> is going to be very chilly and his fingers will be numb. You um, want to get a mason jar and keep it in a uh, dry, cool place. Yes. Not in a frozen wet place. You you don't want to affect Blade's terpenes. Uh it will really <laughs> it will r- really just have a negative effect on the whole uh, the whole experience. That's what I learned this week. That's good. I mean, I think that, that I think we all learned a lot from this special episode about drugs. <laughs> we learned a lot about how to properly store your drugs. That was the only lesson. That was the only lesson. Uh there's one more thing we do here on this show. One hitter, which is v- vaporizer bong. Uh, the grunt uh, count. The grunt count. Yes, I felt like the it grunt. was a pretty good grunt too. I felt good about that grunt. No, you you should. That, that sounded really good for a second. I thought I was on the phone with with Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Which which is which is why I'm now in a hurry to end this phone call because I don't want to. <laughs> uh, yes. What do you think the grunt count was this week, Landon? I'm shocked that we didn't even get a oh no. Mm-hmm. We got he, we didn't even get grunt talking in this no, episode. No. Oh yeah, marijuana, uh, pretty bad drug. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like a death metal band. Yeah, um, an anti an anti drug <laughs> death metal band. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, a lot of the hardcore bands were uh, straight edge. Yeah, they were straight edge, like but they Black weren't going Flag. so far as to like. To, like, tell people not to do drugs. They were just not doing drugs. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got zero grunts again. Yeah, zero again. It's um, it's getting to the point that I, I worry that people who started listening to the show recently are going to wonder why we call the show grunt work. People, I promise yeah. you, they used well, to grunt a lot on this show. Just because they're not giving us anything doesn't mean we're not doing the work. We still have to pay vigilant attention to see oh. if there is a potential grunt. And there isn't. There's nothing. Uh, well, Look, look, every episode of Home Improvement, Landon and I are on the other side of the fence in the freezing cold of the periscope, waiting for a grunt to come out and take the bait that we've set for it. And uh, alas, it does not happen. It does not happen. All right, Truman, before we end this episode, do you want to take any more stabs in the dark? I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd say grinder, rolling papers, uh, Swisher Mm -hmm. Sweets. Um, Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I I mean, it's whenever you say it, it's really it's one hitter. Uh, it's really gonna bum me out. Dare is it's dare, isn't it? No, it's not dare. No, um, it's not dare. 
misdemeanor. You said dare earlier. I well, I I I dared to be stupid and said it again. Um, <laughs> I just say no. Um, Nancy Reagan. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know the dude, Big Lebowski, uh, 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 Cheech and Chong. Uh, uh, mm. I think I've run through all of the drug lingo I have. Okay, well, this week's <laughs> what if I what if the word was nothing to do with drugs at all? I, well, th- well, then I would then I would look like a real dumbass. Although I managed <laughs> I manage that every week with or without any kind of a fancy game. Okay, what's the word? <laughs> the secret word is gravy. Um, no gravy gravy is drug related believe me so okay you're right you're right uh the secret word this week was chiba chiba i don't know what chiba is i know it's related to weed i don't know what chiba it's just a it's just a slang term for it oh really maybe that hmm well, may, you know, maybe that's why I had so much trouble finding weed when we were in Hawaii for that wedding was because I wasn't calling it Chiba when I was awkwardly asking people at surf <laughs> shops. Uh, let's see here. It says um, uh, Chiba means marijuana. Oh, okay. Uh, well, maybe it, well, maybe specifically like Caribbean. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. So Chiba. nothing too much more specific than that. Chiba. Chiba. Well, it's fun to say. I wish I'd been saying it during the episode, and not just because I wanted y'all to get some free patron. You know my uh, my love of fun words to say. Uh, so if that indicates uh, your your hints in the future, um, uh, most of my my words have been words that are fun to say. Oh, this is a big clue. This is a big yeah. The only one I've gotten: Episcopalian, <laughs> chic. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, I'm gonna keep that in mind. I'm gonna file that one away. Okay, sounds okay. good. Well, well, let's file away this episode. You like that transition? I I don't love it, but I'll go with it if it <laughs> okay. gets us out of here, I guess. Grunt work is made possible by our patrons. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to cre- help us create the show, consider becoming an official credit sponsor over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Leave us a rating review wherever you listen to podcasts because it's the easiest way to help others find the show. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram at gruntworkpod or visit our website at www.gruntworkpodcast slash drugs. <laughs> nope. Wrong. Wrong oh, one. Dot, dot com slash drugs. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> God. Uh, And until next week, when we bring you another episode of Home Improvement, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, always pass to the left. No idea why, but I guess if it wasn't important, they wouldn't keep telling us to do it. Uh.